0: Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and today is Thursday, the 22nd of February, 2007. Uh, this month, February, is quite the, uh, the in-between month for splitting winter into the next phase of, the, of this year. It's sometimes the coldest nights, and it can shoot up much higher above freezing during the day occasionally. The nights are certainly getting longer, and that's a good sign, because winter can certainly drag on the people and their mentality the longer it goes on. Tonight, I'd like to talk a little bit about the system which is coming in now to do with, oh, virtual realities. But before I do, I'd like to mention that once in a while, I get a, a very odd email from someone who's scouring the internet and listens to five minutes of a a talk that I've done and makes their instant judgments today I got one from a fellow who seems to think that I'm advocating oh, an overthrow or a complete change of the system and he, he rounds it up by saying you're like everyone else you're just envious of those with money Uh, this is called projection he's projecting what he has onto me you see and uh, and he would rather have a gradual change in society towards I don't know what some ideal maybe he doesn't mention and that's what you get from someone who listens to part of a story and who has no patience to listen to the rest because their judgments come before their understandings He Personally, I don't care about having lots of money It would just be a burden I've had lots of money in the past and walked away from it 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 doesn't bring what people think is happiness What it does is take off the edge of the insecurities of this world Which is based on fear and poverty or all the things you have to pay for, to all the ifs, you might say, all the insurances against what might happen to you. That's what it's supposed to do, that's why people crave it and run after it. And, and it, through an exaggeration, uh, an anxious neurotic overcompensation uh, compensation. They try and accumulate as much as they can To stave off all of these fears that they have Of of all the, the things which might happen And those, i no doubt at the top they Get there and hold on to it by the same means uh, And the same reasons uh, And because it's a, an overcompensation they, they can't stop Because then they have an ideal of who they are your, your image of yourself keeps changing As you move from one strata of society to the next And that can be up or down But the image changes as you go So those at the top have a new image Once you've reached a certain three different phases and levels And you've left all the different strata behind you That you met on the way up And you feel that you've got to hold on to that position Because you're you're terrified of going down And sure enough, the further down you go You sense, because you've been there You sense the fear from people Who live in an insecure world An insecure daily life They have insecure employment Which is pretty well the standard today Has been for a while Uh, And all the bombardment of healthcare And the costs of everything And and on it goes so that's not what I advocate at all I'm simply pointing out what is part of the problems we have apart from the fact that sometime in the past someone invented the whole thing of money and kept a hold of the control of it part of the problem is that it relies on human nature to perpetuate itself and along with the perpetuation of itself being one system based on fear it it brings along all of the, the chaos with it which makes it easier for those at the top to control everyone else And it depends, I say, on human nature. It is true that many of those who, who complain about a wealthy elite all the time, and we saw this even in the communist, uh, the Soviet system, and the same in China. Uh, the ones who get into power supposedly opposing uh, tyranny and oppression. Immediately set themselves up in the same standards Of those they have just displaced Which is generally way above The lifestyle of the population The general population So once again human nature Unfortunately Takes over And shows itself Because no movement Which is simply based on the obvious materialistic oppressions can truly bring along a shift in moralistic nature it can promote moralistic behavior through propaganda repetition and exhortation but it doesn't last forever When we look at, oh, the centuries and centuries of dry sermons coming from pulpits in churches, that's what they tried to do was to exhort the people through reason and emotion into being good to each other, to make a society which would function, albeit a hierarchy, at the top and a strat all the way down but it made society function that was part of the exhortations rather than have chaos ruling where everyone's fighting everyone else but it doesn't last for long once you're out of that church the message gets lost in the daily rush of life or the serious business of personal or family survival. And it's no different from groupthink. The group. Very few groups actually aim for what they begin and set up to do and stay there, stay within the confines of what they set up for. They, because they form committees, and it's in the nature again of humanity to, once they form committees, go into almost like think tank modes where they must come up with new and new and better ways of doing things until they have stratas of laws which are difficult to wade through and bureaucracies emerge and then they end up with an entirely different direction from that which they initially conceived so I personally don't Advocate a way of Overthrowing a system at all And I don't have to Advocate that Because that's not How it's really working And uh, the five minute Scanner Who emails me Should listen to the rest of this talk Uh, Since he won't listen Over uh, previous Talks. The ones who rule the system are changing the system themselves. That's the bottom line. They, in a sense, are overthrowing the present system because the present system, which they controlled and their predecessors controlled has outlived its usefulness to them as did the agricultural system prior to the industrial system there was no revolt from the peasantry to get rid of agriculture when they were serfs and tenants tenant farmers serving the feudal system in Europe. They didn't revolt to get an industrial system brought in. Those who controlled the feudal system brought in the industrial system forced the people off the lands into the cities to work in the factories. Today were post-industrial as taught in the early school system no big secret there except maybe to parents or grandparents and now we're watching the move into the next phase which is habitat areas non-industrial non-technological as far as any research and development goes because the research and development is primarily offshore now money moves to the the place where it can exist as cheaply as possible and is free from the laws they impose on the rest of the countries and the world and they themselves are destroying what was the old building, the, the structure because they, they have to move into a new phase and bring the people along with it if there was such a thing as a revolution today it, uh, it would go nowhere since they wouldn't know where they were taking themselves in the first place you can't destroy in order to go back to the previous system since you never owned that system planned it or had any, had any say in it either an elite owned it and they're bringing the world into the next phase so you can't save something which was never yours in the first place it's also ridiculous to think that that a country could even try and overthrow its own government in this day and age and expect the United Nations to stand by and watch it happen it would not stand by and not only that you'd find that the children you're trying to change the system for and save have been brought up differently from you they don't have this great indoctrination that they had in the the 50s and 60s in the United States to do with patriotism they would look upon you as a stranger but certainly the United Nations wouldn't stand by and you'd find your own sons and daughters wearing uniforms forcing you to go along with whatever was said by the the dominant minority your own country this has been done before in previous times in old histories that's why in holy books they can tell you that the children will turn against the parents a man against wife wife against man because that's all been done before it's just basic technique and long term planning, implementation and then you pull it off and as the ancient Greeks said if it's been done before in society regardless of the custom or tradition it will work once again if you know the formula there are those who somehow think they have some kind of rights to do with where their country is going yet anyone who wants to open the books and do their study, their their work on the subject will find so many things have been happening that they were completely unaware of their whole lives with countless committees, countless foundations countless non-governmental organizational groups funded by the foundations doing masses of work weaving this whole new world order together and it was happening before we were all born only those who have been completely conditioned by television and television news where they don't mention all of this only those people will be oblivious to what's really been going on and they'll be in shock because it hasn't been propagated over the main air stream or the, the, the written media or in their magazines Lits and bit, bits and pieces have been over, over the years but not much at a time never giving the, the complete picture little bits of Information which float around there in the ether with nothing to tie it to but if you go into university level books you'll find this has been going on for generations there was a massive build up in the 1800s towards the system which is coming in a global system and screeds of books written about it for university level and once in a while through the futuristic think tanks they are allowed to put blurbs out into the regular media to pre-program you for the changes to come as though it were quite natural and to the average person even those who freak out when you start to realize things are kind of wrong to the average person things are normal the the very quick changes that they personally experience don't seem to materialize so well they're slow gradual changes yet when you realize how many new laws you've adopted and had to comply with over the last 10 years or so personally Uh, that's when you start to catch on of of something's up something is up Brzezinski who deals with this kind of psychological warfare in his own book Between Two Ages a, a telling title I talked about this where the public the general public will be unable to think for themselves shortly they'll only be able to repeat what they've heard on their previous night's news and certainly in most workplaces when people talk about anything at all it's the latest from Hollywood on Entertainment Tonight or the news, because it's all intertwined now until you can't tell them apart, along with sports. That part has already happened. Which leads me to my blurb tonight it's adaptation. The ancients The ancient philosophers talked about Humanity being The easiest creature To manipulate Into different Ways of living Because we are the most adaptable On the planet And certainly When you look at all the places that humanity lives From the hottest climates to the coldest We we certainly are adaptable and along with the adaptations we, have, we get cultures which grow to support the climate which is a survival thing and the thing that's taught now in universities along with behavioral sciences which is a big powerful tool in all of this this movement towards the, the driving the vast populations towards a certain, a certain road to where they want to take us is the understanding of how we react to news how we react to data on a daily basis ongoing data and how we adapt to the changes which come our way they know in well in advance that we will adapt As long as it's processed properly into us We automatically adapt Because if we don't adapt you die And this is all part of the Darwinian school of thinking We're supposed to now combine With the world of science and microchips and cybernetics into a next type of human and adapt or die we have to have a function in an economic system it's taught in all the economics books that we have to have purpose in the system itself, the economic system and you'll find in economics there's no real spare room anywhere to put those who don't fit into it uh, and function effectively and productively again all part of the combined darwinian school of thought there's no room really for emotion so you have this fight between logic and emotion again the the two sides of two hemispheres of the brain Often mistakenly called the male and female And promoted that way deliberately And yet Combined And working together The logic and the emotion Are both necessary For individual survival Because the emotional part Also has the intuitive abilities and can cross over those warnings to the to the supposed logical side of the brain. And that may even be because within humanity itself there is a devious nature. And so we have to be on guard against what appears to be logical Always logical Because if you're logical you're following a mathematical format Where you will come to a predetermined conclusion By simply adding up the numbers that are presented Never dawning sometimes that there could be a con behind The person who put the quiz out in front of you Knowing you'll go along to the end it's the intuitive center that should kick in and warn the logic side to be careful on the last step of the journey this whole theory of how we must adapt to our own creations interesting in itself that to do with old religions and so on where people long ago were well aware of the frailties within humanity uh, the defects which could be utilized by powerful people with wisdom to motivate the people along a certain way of thinking so man in a sense is taught to adapt to that which he creates The Darwinian theory doesn't always hold up Because we didn't see them trying to put half humans Joined to locomotive engines All they could do at that time was Train a driver to drive it With cybernetics Being able to interface Electronics Silicone chips With your nervous system being able to adapt, like this six million dollar man, another predictive programming, sees on television a long time ago. They'll make you faster and better, and all of that stuff. But they also want to adapt humanity to specific machines. without asking us is this a good thing, bad thing do we want it that doesn't matter to an elite who understand the sciences of the mind because I kid you not they can by massive indoctrinations propaganda and especially through fiction and drama creating excitement they can make us want whatever they wish a good example of this is just look at the cell phone usage and who would have predicted 10-15 years ago it would have got to the the height that it's got to today the first thing you ask yourself is how on earth did people manage without them in the past when they first came out they were going to be promoted for businessmen on the move instant access to information wherever they were and how wonderful it would be but it's spread out into the general society and you can hardly go into even small towns and stand at the crossroads and watch the traffic and almost everyone you see passing you has got this thing stuck to their ear the the average person chatting all the time all the time whatever they're doing when they're doing their shopping in a store they, they're they walking around the aisles muttering to themselves until you see there's a cell phone there and step by step even though the data has all come out concerning the fact that they are tracking you wherever you go they've had that in major newspapers even when you switch it off the towers and all the connecting mini towers monitor your tracks wherever you happen to be and people don't mind that now at one time people had nothing to hide it's just that they respected their privacy and their right to privacy now that doesn't even matter to them and the new types of cell phones Are these type which are are cordless in a sense That they they have an earpiece sticking out From their ear as though it was attached to their head Which is the intent of it It's psychological as well It's getting used to it Sticking out there And now the young ones have ones with blinking lights on them Just like the guys you had in Star Trek series The Borg Getting you familiarised with this uh, into the next phase which will come shortly they, they could bypass even giving you an external attachment if they want to and just go straight into your head with a chip but they have to place different bases to, to see if they can acclimatise you if one fails you might go for this this one until you're ready for the next step they say that timing is everything and it's very true I watched a program a few years ago on some of these games they had at the big uh, places like Disney World and in Canada there's a a water world I think it is where they have these machines you get strapped into and you put the, the head mask on to give you a virtual reality and very quickly you find in, in this what you see you're, you're climbing up walls and across ceilings and doing impossible things and when you see the people strapped in there and their, and their arms are going like a spider to them it becomes real very quickly and what happens and it's not because of chance this was all done a long time ago the brain Will respond to this strange situation very quickly. It adapts very quickly. And you'll find that pathways spring up and data is transferred and bypassed old ones and new ones are set up to make you cope, to help you cope with this climbing on the ceilings and up the walls and down the walls. But what they found with it was they had to make a law that you couldn't drive your vehicle for one or two hours after he came off this game because they find they found that so many of them were getting to their cars and, and driving off into walls and things or other people's cars because the brain had ad- adapted so quickly to this virtual world and it, it was, although it adapts quickly, it takes time for it to get back to the normal It takes longer So that's how quickly the brain It's almost as though the brain were set up for In a sense for this to happen down the road, isn't it? We have to admit that it's odd A little question mark there Yet all the movies and so on Are are always been on about virtual realities And how we can create a, a computerized world Inside the internet And live in it They've had lots of movies out on that Very exciting where you can have battles inside it And, and then the good guys always win of course and Just like the old stories To make it appealing to the young Here's a news Bulletin that came out of cnetnews.com written by Stephanie Olson January 23rd 2007 and it's about a virtual reality coming in to be the norm the title is meet me in my avatars office of California. Employees of tomorrow will inhabit virtual worlds like Second Life to hold live weekly meetings with co-workers, catch up over lunch with financial advisors and join friends on virtual shopping excursions after work. That's if IBM's vision pans out. Success in the future depend on how well you play the game literally Doug McDavid, executive research consultant at IBM's Academy of Technology said here Monday night at an SDF forum event entitled Virtual Worlds Ready, Aim, Fire or Ready, Fire, Aim A generation has lived in these environments and they'll bring that perspective into the workplace how this plays out in the integration of work With this playful perspective McDavid said He added This is unstoppable And an unstoppable phenomenon It's an unstoppable phenomenon In other words, it's a must-be IBM's McDavid and Dave Kamalski Of the IBM Madden Research Centre were the main presenters at the non-profit SD forums first meeting on the business of virtual worlds. IBM certainly has a growing stake in the future of those online spaces. Evidence of the software giant's commitment to research and development for virtual worlds came this week when it announced a new social networking tool for the enterprise. Called Lotus Connections, interesting term. And expected out later this year. It aims to help people find colleagues of similar interests, among other things, in virtual worlds. Now, I've explained before in previous talks about the meaning of virtue in Freemasonry, at least on one level of it, and what it means. And then in virtual worlds The term virtual reality is highly significant If you understand what it's really saying Because all of the societies Which are really all one In the world of secrecy that is And odd ways of standing and flashing signs and talking who go on and on about virtue and the virtues and what they are they're taught and they take it for granted in their their discussions with each other in their books that man will prefer being base rather than being good and virtue is supposed to be a moral standard in in the lowest sense of the meaning a moral standard a virtue a standard agreed by others However, when it comes into virtual, it also retains the same previous meanings, but it also means almost the same, almost, not quite, but almost virtual. So there's a moralistic thing, a training thing contained here in the term virtual reality, virtual world there's more going to happen to the person than they will know themselves as they get trained Still, audience members at Monday's event expressed doubts that the corporate world or the general public for that matter was ready for a virtual space in which co-owners, avatars or digital self-representations could be naked versions of themselves The only thing that matters is what consumers are ready for one audience member said To be sure, if corporations Widely embrace Virtual worlds for business and Employee relations, issues like Security and privacy will well, Issues like security and privacy will pr- Surface For example, residents Of second life Can represent themselves as dragons <laughs> uh, The opposite sex are nudists That alone is a very deep issue I thought it was rather superficial Does there need to be a code of conduct for employees? Asked IBM's Kamalski We're looking at security and privacy But obviously we can't control the servers at Linden Lab Linden, eh? He added But we try to disclose that upfront in these service agreements Now there can be no privacy, obviously There's none right now On any of this electronic media and interfacing. Yet IBM envisions envisions many businesses and non profits thriving in the virtual worlds. There's the carrot there. You can thrive there, you see. Marketers can use a so called metaverse metaverses, I don't know what metaverses project to project a cool image of products, metaverses, meta middle. And retail outlets can use them to sell real world goods. Real world goods. Lawyers, accountants and real estate agents could also set up shop in virtual worlds to meet with clients informally. Maybe they'll send you a, or sell you a pretend house. Or it looks completely different in your virtual world than the one you'll, you'll get in the real world. Virtual employee meetings and business teleconferencing could also benefit from the fact That virtual world avatars can express emotion and gesture Adding life to otherwise remote events In fact, IBM's McDavid said virtual worlds could ultimately be more of an affront to the airline business Than teleconference services were like WebEx A lot of this is a change of mindset, he said McDavid compared the rapid evolution of virtual worlds to the early days of the internet considering that interactive virtual worlds have come from nowhere to draw interest from celebrity bands such as U2 U2 News agencies like Fox and CNET networks publishers of News.com and academic institutions like Harvard University virtual world years are to internet years what the internet years were to real years things are happening so fast he said well they're not really because they've had this technology and all this stuff for a long long time it's been dished out piecemeal when the public are ready for it when they've been trained from the last place they've been in their headspace to the next Interest from IBM, for example, has morphed from a handful of employees researching the sector in 2006 to the company owning more than 12 islands on Second Life and as many as 2,000 employees registered as participants Hard to read this Welcome to IBM Island Last April the company started buying just a few islands in Second Life and then developing those internally. In the summer it launched its Forbidden City and Wimbledon Island along with a digital community called D Jam where employees could jam about ideas with family, partners or co-workers. Sounds kinda sweet but sticky. In October IBM unveiled its global connections giving IBMers a virtual island where they can interact with company alumni. A month later, it bought 12 islands, including one that's become a virtual test store for Circuit City. The store gives shoppers a lounge-like experience of the retailer, which displays for the iPod and couches for sitting and gauging the right proportions of a new TV shopper's avatar. Oh, this is terrible because they don't put some the periods etc. where they should be of a new TV shoppers avatars can then click to buy products at Circuit City's real online store this month IBM introduced a prototype store for Sears as well as its own island Lotusphere remember what the Lotus is and you'll find that in old mythology what it's supposed to do to you where you do an awful lot of sleeping where clients can interact with IBM employees about Lotus software and next week it will take the wraps off its Australian open island where onlookers can watch the trajectories of balls hit in the actual sporting event or choose to see the game from the vantage point on an individual player according to IBM So I guess the couch potatoes can sit there and live in sports land forever why is IBM so interested in seeing the virtual world succeed? Because, McDavid said The company wants to attract and keep talented employees A generation of kids Kids, this is a little goats again Reared in virtual worlds like Second Life or TMTV's Lugana Beach Are eventually bound for a workforce that will need to cater to their experiences By creating virtual worlds for the corporate intranet Intranet. Economically too, the world is migrating to a service economy, McDavid said while we're here. And it's all about people working together in these open collaborative ways. The turning point has to do with the balance between individual here we go with the last bit is the most important. The old the old, old war between individual and social interests with Within capitalism He said That's the given here you see They're laying down the rules Which are not going to change So so money is, is still To be the thing we all work for Regardless if it's, if it's something You haul around in a cart Such as gold or silver or Or something you stuff In your pants Pockets like paper or coin or it's blips on a screen it's just a carrot you see it's how many how many numbers do you have how many numbers do you earn so that's to be used, to still used for a while it won't be used forever it's still be used as a tool so the balance between individual and social interests within capitalism he said it is a swing of the pendulum there's your Masonic statement right there because they always talk about the swing pendulum it goes from this to that to this to that in extremes all the time which is nonsense they're planned that way. From the extreme individual to giving greater attention to collective well being Borg 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 Borg. Now why is IBM talking about socialistic policies there you see it's supposedly a business corporation. Anyone who thinks these are independent businesses. The ancient Egyptians used to talk about and you'll see this on some of the some of the better carvings on the rocks over in Egypt, you'll see, especially with the ones to do with Akhenaten, you'll see the sun's rays coming out and downwards to the people holding their hands up to clasp what the rays are giving them, like strings maybe that's where the expression came if you take this there are strings attached but you'll see the ankh on the end, the symbol of life it was an anchor, it literally was an anchor in the old ships it was an anchor so the, the idea being that this, this god the creator could bestow benefits through the illumined ones, that's what the symbol of the sun was for, they, didn't, they knew the sun was not the god That was a representation of illumination. Uh, They they would see the hairs coming. Sometimes they call them hairs of the sun. Depends on the translations. But it was also called sometimes the beam of the sun. If you see the IBM and you speak it, you'll see I I beam, the beam of the eye. And that's often how they draw it in ancient Egypt Nothing is by chance An I-beam is not new At the monitoring of the public The populations They were used in Germany They came up with a a form of cardiac system To monitor and and keep all the data Of all the prisoners And their numbers Very great numbers this technology has just been dished out at the right time when we're ready for the next step and they pretty well say that in there towards the end as I said before where they say it's for people who've been brought up with it who are ready for the next step Now this step coming up I'm sure was ready a long time ago But they have to always prepare the groundwork They prepare the minds of those who will experience it So that they will accept it That's why they see a generation of young goats or kids Reared in virtual worlds like Second Life or MTV's Laguna Beach are eventually bound for a workforce that will need to cater to their experiences by creating virtual worlds for the corporate intranet like Ra being in there again so you can check all that out at cnetnews.com January the 23rd, 2007 What I mentioned earlier with, with the cell phones now that stick to their ears and have blinking lights This is all part of that training you to to the next step It doesn't seem so bad It seems quite natural to the youngsters as they progress from one part to the next to the next They never think where it comes from or, or why this particular device has been promoted above all others they they simply think it's very cool it's published, it's been cool they'll see their stars on TV doing it in, in drama shows or movies and they mimic as Darwin and others said of humanity the young mimic what they see what they like, they mimic and copy of course Darwin was only quoting the ancient philosophers of Greece who said the same thing old sciences It would certainly give a new meaning when you say that your phone's not working; it's on the blink. But there you go—a step-by-step training program worked out long ago, because sciences are so far ahead of anything we're told about, so far ahead that it's beyond most people's real imagination. It's even almost beyond some of the advanced science fiction movies The technology of which is ready to go There are those who always scoff Thinking no, no, they're always just inventing things And going along They get on the shelves as fast as they can In a world of free competition Between companies and international companies And massive companies how come they all came out with the VCR at the same time working exactly the same way how come when they, they, they altered into the DVD they all came out with them at the exact same time there was no company that first put them on the market and then the rest of them had to catch up and find out how they all worked and copy them just recently in Canada here they came out with the Windows Vista computers instead of the old windows the old XP and right up until the day that the Vista appeared in the stores they were still selling the XP and then overnight they're off the shelves everywhere and there's the Vista and all the makes are there ready to go that takes intra intra, i that, intra company coordination and cooperation I would say, on a high level the technology is dished out to them too advanced technology and yet it's guided it's not not haphazard whatsoever we follow revelations of the Bible as a business plan where in the last days you couldn't buy or sell without marks etc of the big beastie but also there was nothing hidden that wouldn't be shouted from the rooftops everything all that was known would be shouted from the rooftop, meaning you couldn't keep anything secret and Revelations is written by a mystery school, that's why they use mystery language that's why ministers of so many denominations are still fighting each other over the meanings to them it's confusing to those who understand the mystery language it's quite clear Exoteric, esoteric written together in the one to those who follow Christianity as it's been given They obviously immediately say, Well, see, it's in the Bible, it's got to happen. So they're already programmed predictably. And and look forward to it in a sense. Because to them, that's getting to the end of the old nasty world where the brand new one will come. Even though they don't think past the next part, which is you'll, you'll get brand new bodies, you'll be transformed in a blink the wink of an eye I guess that's when they activate your chip the new you the total, real total makeover yet this was designed a long time ago an awful long time ago in ancient times it is true they had their slaves numbered and they did mark them incise them and tattoo them and brand them Yet they always knew that if they understood the secrets of nature Meaning sciences They could get to a much higher level of doing it So it's not impossible That they could plan that all that time ago It's not impossible at all And we certainly get the whiffs of all that Through the philosophies Preached openly since especially the the 1700s of the problems of humankind the problems of the individual human versus the collective security of society however what they fail to mention and see that makes sense because an individual can't say well I want to dominate the rest The ones who run the world and who are talking about this Are the ones who did all that in the past But they just don't want everyone else doing it And it's true, no one should do it Dominate the rest But humanity isn't perfect And people are born in every generation Who want to do just that To dominate the rest Yet this was all discussed in their philosophies But they didn't stop at discussing they had the money, the power, the foundations to back them up and to work towards a common goal a planned society that started with planned parenthood now it's going to be planned society well understood at the top and the public are simply being trained step by step to go along with it I don't give advice to people because you can't stop people from going towards the bait you can't do it they'll think you're crazy to them it's a natural progression and sometime on the t- in the near future I'm sure and I've already seen it on one of the big popular Shows Where the woman Promoted the chip For tracking purposes For safety for children After giving you a few horror stories You'll see more of this Being promoted by the stars Whom people follow As almost gods in fact And if the big ones say it's fine Then it's fine for me Then so and so said it's fine for me and that's what they adapt to. They don't think things through. This is the biggest transition phase we're going through since the Industrial Revolution, which completely altered the way of life from the agrarian societies and the old feudal system into the next well this change we're going through is to be at least as dramatic with far-ranging consequences into a way which has already been planned and that's the sad part, you see we're not participating really we don't get to participate And even going over all of the, the problems that might incur, we get no participation at all. We're trained. We're trained. The mass man is trained. And kept terribly busy, running and scurrying. So he doesn't have much time to think, or if he can, he'll switch on the television, just his own couch for a while and, and forget everything for a little while while he's been programmed again, Relax, while he's relaxing sad isn't it, it's quite the trap maybe the good news is that generally in the past the big boys don't like simply to force everyone at once to do something they go intergenerationally they go with so many years for this part, they plan so much for that part, 5 years here, 10 years here 20 years there Because then the public would get suspicious if it was all mandated at once. They'd say, what's going on here? Why Why must we do this? But if they make you want to buy things and adapt individually, it seems quite natural to the average person. And they're they're not suspicious. They're not suspicious when you buy your own computer, even though it's been mandated everyone's got to have a computer shortly. Uh, um, If they've made that law a checkable law where they could come round and check if you had a computer and see if you were putting all your data online if they made that law we would all be suspicious but because they don't people put all their information online and make it freely available to them uh, that's a good technique and I'm sure it would be the same probably with, with this, this uh, chip coming up unless they do something drastic and and declare it's got to be done now for emergency purposes To make sure everyone gets their their fair rationing And proportions and so on Through this terrible crisis phase Or whatever they, they tell us But it's also possible They'll face it in over 15 years or so But this is the world we're being guided towards And have been already Just as our parents were guided to their part in it To accepting the cultural and social value changes they went through for me that's all i have to say tonight hope you're all doing well keeping well and thinking for yourselves from me and hamish it's good night and may your god or gods or your philosophy go with you.
1: It was a zombie jamboree took place in a New York cemetery It was a zombie jamboree in New York Cemetery, zombies from all parts of the island. Some of them was a great calypsonians. Though the season was carnival, get together in Bacanal and they're singing back to back, belly to belly. I don't give a damn. I done dead already. Oh, back to back, belly to belly, and the zombie jamboree. I hear you talking back to back, belly to belly. No. Done that already? Oh, back to back, belly to belly at the zombie jamboree. One female zombie wouldn't behave. See how she jumping out of the grave. In one hand a quart of rum, the other hand she knocking conga drum lead singer starts to make his rhyme The zombies are rattling their bones in time One bystander had this to say it was a pleasure to see the zombie break our way And they're singing Back to back, belly to belly Don't give a damn, I'm dead already oh, oh. Back to back, belly to belly At the zombie jamboree Whop. I'm going talk to Bridget Bardo, tell her Miss Bardo, take it slow. All the men think they're gassing when they see that she's barefoot all over. Even old men out in Topeka, find their hearts getting weaker and weaker. So I'm going to ask her for your sake and mine, at least wear her earrings part of the time. And I'm singing, back to back, very to belly don't give a damn, don't give a ready, go oh, back to back, belly to belly at the zombie jamboree. A lot of world leaders talking about war, and I'm afraid they're going too far. So it's up to us, you and me, to put an end to catastrophe. We must appeal to their goodness of heart And ask them to pitch in and please do their part Cause if this atomic war begin They won't even have a part to pitch in And we'll be singing Back to back, belly to belly Don't give a damn, don't already. a Back to back, belly to belly At the Sunday jamboree I hear you talking Back to back, belly to belly Don't give a damn, don't already. a Back to back, Belly to belly at the zombie It's only tambourine